Sound like a cream pie. <laughs> can't can't believe I just got that. Amazing. Oh no way! Was that really on? Hey, scrape oh, it down. <laughs> All right, Drew. I guess I'll start on this one then, because I already dug myself into a hole. Uh, I guess so. Boys and girls, welcome to the Bodacast Holiday Edition. Past Christmas, New Year, New Me. Who dis? New, new phone. Year, new me. I just got that. Was that YouTube that just played that back? Yeah, yeah. I had to do the YouTube and it played it back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait to clip that. Uh, so, <laughs> well, let's think about it like this. It was, we were live on YouTube for that entire discussion. So that. Yeah, was... so I mean, either way, it's there. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Great. Fuck me. So, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Drew and James. We are co-hosting, baby. You know it. You know it. Dynamic duo. 32s. Whatever they call that when you have a kid. I don't know. But we are joined today by the usual. We got Zach and Chris, gentlemen, and Drew, because Drew didn't get to speak. I just cut him off. How are we doing today? Oh, good. A little tired. Good. Zach's existing, I suppose. That's good to hear. <laughs> Zach doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> So Zach, I think I think we got to talk about it off the bat. Big hockey news guy. Yeah, I know. Big Boston news. Fourteen years coming to an end. I know. Finally, they're kicking they're Pierre Maguire off the NBCSN fucking feed. Thank fucking god. <laughs> Can I chime in real quick on this matter? Yeah, I mean, sure. You're also a co-host, so yeah, fucking go. Whoa, sheesh. Well, um, sub co-host in this episode, I guess. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we knew Star's time was coming. I'm surprised he wouldn't retire with the Bruins as the captain. Very surprised he went elsewhere. But really, I mean, thank you for your time in Boston, Chara. But what is he adding to the Caps? I just don't see the point of it. So I guess, like, if he wants to go elsewhere, that's fine. I, I appreciate everything he's done for Boston. And I'll support him. But I just don't think he has much left in the tank. I mean... This is kind of the move for the Caps in the offseason so far, hasn't it? They got Lundqvist, too, if I'm not wrong, Zach, right? They they had him, yeah. Now he's yeah, like, and then he's like, ah, oh, my he's heart. He's scheduled no to be on the table for open heart surgery, poor guy. Yeah. That's awful. Atrocious. I'm sorry, man. Terrible. Terrible. Already passed terrible. It. terrible, terrible. We wish him nothing but the best. Always. Don't forget me. I'm there. Okay. Nothing but the best. It's fine. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Drew, how do you want to run this? You want to go first? I said I was going first, right? With the AFC? Yeah, let, let's rock your AFC first. Let's rock some AFC, Drew. Let's rock out with our AFC out. Let's uh, do week, it. Week 16, gentlemen, we're around the corner. Playoff implications are going hot. Spicy. I'm depressed after the Browns game. Zach and Chris are also depressed after the Patriots game. We're in the same boat. I was Drew depressed after the one gets to be happy. I was like, oh, shit, maybe they have a chance to knock the Steelers down out of the division contention. And then they were like, oh, I just want to clarify. We were talking, for those who aren't in our text group, which is everyone listening to this. Talking <laughs> everyone who's not currently in the Zoom. If the Browns lost, James needed the Steelers to win. Can you explain that a little better? Because the Steelers did win. Right. Because the Steelers were playing the Colts, right? Uh, if And actually, it got messed up further by the Raiders game, too. 
Because I think we would have needed Miami to win or to lose that. So I, it's it's really complicated, but because of how it stood, we needed the the Steelers to actually win, which they weren't at the time when we were talking about it originally before the comeback. It's very complex and convoluted. I mean, right the, now, the, the, oh, main idea, the main idea behind it is just like, if the Browns had won and the Steelers had lost, the Browns are still in contention for the division title at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's where you want the Steelers to lose. But since the Browns lost, now you're only looking at a wild card. So now it's more helpful if the Colts lose. It really isn't the Steelers winning at that point. It's the Colts losing. And I, I could be wrong about this. I'm going to have to double check as we do this and as we get to the Browns. But I believe the Browns are winning it in right now. And I'm not 100%. But I think that's true. I think you're right. Because there's also some other things. like I, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Some other stipulations. But uh, as far as I know, it's win and get in. But we're going to start off the top. We're going to go to Saturday night. And the first game I have on my radar, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to split this up. We're going to talk about my AFC highlights. Then Drew's going to hit some NFC stit. It's going to be great. I said stit. I wasn't even a swear. I censored myself <laughs> unintentionally. Thanks. <laughs> Whatever but just to confirm for you, James, the Browns are winning in. Oh, God, Mason Rudolph, I fucking hate you. Okay. <laughs> um, once again, stop getting me sidetracked, Drew. So Hi. in one of the more interesting games of Saturday, the Dolphins won by one point to the Raiders off of a weird interception. That was an odd. It just gains, missed field goals. It was, it was a whole shit show. It was great. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how Miami snuck a one point win out of this. I have some further thoughts about it, but I want to hear what the other AFC AFC East fans in this group are thinking about this win right now. Chris? That would be Zach and Chris. Anyone? Oh, I, well, Chris, that me. would be either one of you. Correct. I I'm giving Chris the floor just in case he wants it, but if not, I will go. Oh, okay. Um, so. If you're Ryan Fitzpatrick right now, you have by far the biggest balls in Miami. Uh, you're sitting on gold throne. Swat the lie, honestly. Now, what do you do if you're Tua? I, do they stick with Fitzpatrick now? Because that was, I mean, just amazingly impressive. And granted, that face mask could have broke his neck, too. That oh, my God, yeah. Th- that throw is arguably one of the best that i think anyone has ever seen in that situation with his head facing the wrong way (laughs) like dude i don't even know well i don't even know if you can call that that's pure 100 percent luck i mean you're you're not even your arm is just going you know like he got the ball where it needed to be on time i don't know if you can call that luck yeah he did i don't even necessarily think that was luck i just think that he made a fucking phenomenal throw to a you know someone on down on the sideline he knew where his guy was he was starting the process of making the throw and then he kept his concentration i mean don't get me wrong it was by far the most impressive throw of this season and if not all time but there has to be luck played into that because that was unreal. But anyways, Miami is – I mean, if you're in Miami, if you're Dolphins player right now, this is the first time you're making the playoffs since 
the nineties, is it? I mean, uh, no, two thousand eight. Oh eight. Way to go, Chris! They didn't make it when the Pats did. No, I think they made it two years ago, <laughs> or they made it recently. Anyways, you're actually a decent team right now, and you have two starting quarterbacks that both can. Uh, when two is on his game, he's. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Keep going. Right. Chime in here. Chime in here. So here's the interesting perspective with that, right? Is you have a guy, and as a coach, sometimes you ride the hot hand, especially going into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a young star in Tua. You have the hot hand in Fitzpatrick. I think this is super detrimental to Tua's growth. I mean, they both get along really well. They're both working well together, but not giving him the experience. And granted, he did not do a good job on Saturday. Fitz came in and won the game. Yeah. Fitz gave that offense a whole new spark of life on Saturday. 100%. That that offense was inept. (laughs) Oh, 100%. But do you think, am I wrong saying that this is detrimental to Tuba's development as a player, if you want him to be the future? Um, I think it depends on how he handles it. I, I think Miami needed to win, and they, they did what they had to do to win. I think Tua, as a competitor, would understand that. And having watched Ryan Fitzpatrick take it so gracefully earlier, when he was playing well, I, I think that will probably help in the process. I don't necessarily know that it's going to do anything to help or hurt him. I think you have to experience losses, but for Miami, you want to win as soon as possible. So, mm-hmm. And speaking of – oh, actually, Zach, I want to hear your thoughts on that before we uh, – Could you call speak- Zach by his Zoom name, please? <laughs> Peen- <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mr. Penile Fissure. Yes, the P stands for penis. Um, I <laughs> – it's not. It doesn't stand for what you think for it. Think it does. It stands for penis. Yeah, <laughs> penis, penis Nile fissure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, honestly, I, I think, I think, I think this is the only team where you're seeing someone riding the hot hand at quarterback. I mean, I feel like it's like a, you know, a throwback to Madden 21, where you know <laughs> you're fighting for your job against a kid that has brain cancer. If um, you've got two QBs, you've got zero. Well. Zero. I don't know who said that's, that. I remember that. That's but. true. That's true. That that's fair. But right now it's working for the Dolphins because they know that they can go to either quarterback if the other one is struggling. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a system that's going to win them a Super Bowl. It's a system that's winning them games right now, which is good. But they're obviously going to have to name a starting quarterback for the playoffs. If but they're also if, a contender, it makes them are. a very it makes them a very much contender. When you, it's. I, I think the Colts is the perfect example here, where as we have talked about multiple times this season, that you don't know which running back you're going to get, and that's up in the air. You can really fool a lot of teams by doing this. I mean, if Tua goes in for the first quarter, you throw Fitzpatrick in the second. Not that they're going to do that, but you could really shake up a team if they don't know which quarterback is going to get the starting job. Well, I, I think you you saw kind of exactly the perfect situation in which you're kind of describing when they played the Raiders where it was the whole offense around two of short passes and QB runs and you know short 
simple, safe plays. Mm-hmm. And it's not working because the Raiders defense isn't the worst in the league. It's not good, but it holds up from time to time. So then you bring in Fitzpatrick once it's not working. The key is not letting yourself get too far behind before you make a change, I guess, at that point. All right. Uh, Right now we're looking at the Dolphins being winning it in. They're in the same position the Browns are, right? And they have a game upcoming, which I wrote and I forgot in my notes, against, let's drag it out, let's drag it out, against Buffalo. So – we don't know what the deal is with Buffalo. It's starting. We don't know if they're who they're going to rest yet. I know a few teams have announced already. Steelers being one. Uh, I forget another on the NFC side. How are we feeling about this Buffalo game, boys? Win and get in against Buffalo? It sucks for the Dolphins. Let's put it that way. A rough spot. Yeah. yeah. I it's... mean, if they pull this out of their ass, if the Dolphins can beat Buffalo right here, it doesn't mean much for Buffalo, but for the Dolphins, it means the world. Yeah, that would be a huge momentum gain moving yeah. forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Beating the division champ at the end of the year to get into the playoffs doesn't get much sweeter than that. No, it doesn't. We so, know that we know they're they're nice at taking those last late season wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that defense looks better than it has in a long time. Mm-hmm. By no, the way, last time they made the playoffs was 2016. There you go. Another point before we move on from this. Miami also is one week away from having a top three pick because of Houston. Also true. <laughs> they can make the playoffs and have a top three pick. Anyway, on that note. I lied. It does get sweeter than beating the Dolphins. And they move on. So I oh, want to bounce off of this game. We're going to go a little bit later in the week. Let's talk about New England Buffalo because we're already on the topic of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. Guys, both quarterbacks are bad. Josh Allen's really good. Like that that hasn't been a question, I guess. But they are they are getting hot at the perfect time. They're riding you, a hot hand. Told you Jared Stidham was bad. Yeah, I mean it was like put if you look on our Twitter, there's literally a tweet and it says, put Stidham in, and then an hour later, never mind. <laughs> it was atrocious he was underthrowing he was overthrowing and he still matched cam's yards i'm almost certain i could be talking out of my ass on that one but he's (laughs) theoretically before i check this stat he still matched cam's yards all right so i'm defending stidham here uh don't get me wrong he's not amazing but what the fuck you threw cam in the whole entire season the guys played one game and he played bad that game. They, he hasn't even been given a chance to start. And now you just throw him in in the third quarter of a meaning, meaningless game when your team's already down and out. And you just expect him to shine? Like, give the guy a fucking chance, though. If he started that game and he was bad the whole game and they put Cam in the third quarter, that'd be a little different. You can't throw him in the third quarter. And at that point, it was garbage time already. We were down, what, 40 to 3 at that point? Something outlandish, yeah. I mean, probably not 40 to 3 because he only scored 38 points, but yeah. (laughs) You're right. Uh, It was third quarter. I looked at that. I was like, yeah, wait, no. (laughs) It was 31 31 to 9. So actually, yeah, it it doesn't matter, but it was garbage time. Any point being is Stidham has had 
no one uh, he's in probably the worst position a backup quarterback can be can be in he has no one to learn from because one his starting quarterback can run the ball okay but his mechanics are horrible like if you're the quarterback's coach here I would be saying the last person you need to learn from right now based on how he's playing is Cam Newton go watch film of literally anyone else did don't like, don't watch Cam exact do the exact opposite of what he's doing because cam is clearly showing that his mechanics are off his situational awareness his defense reading like everything about cam is off everything that we've been saying for the last six months exactly so what do you do if you're stidham you're like well do i go watch another quarterback from another team like what the fuck am i supposed to do i'm learning from brady from last season who was down and out and I won. I mean, last season was just, we won't get into it, but last season, the receivers weren't up to their potential. Brady wasn't up to his potential. The whole team was not up to the potential. So you get a mad Brady who's frustrated and want, knew, knows that he's going to be gone. Stidham has had no one to learn from. And then you just chuck him in when Cam Newton's down and out. When you basically say Cam Newton, dude, I mean, we could have put – I would have rather put Vinatieri in than Cam Newton that game. And like, don't worry, Vinatieri is no longer right a part now. of the Patriots. Huh? What? What would you say? I said Vinatieri is no longer a part of the Patriots. I know that. That's my point. He's, He's a free agent, like though. I mean, sign him for the last Vinatieri game. is – would have been a better quarterback than Cam for probably the last three games. So, point being, Stidham has no one to learn from. Stidham is stuck on the bench, just waiting for the team to do bad enough to go in and play. And at that point, the whole team is already down on momentum. Like, what what do you expect from the kid? Let me let me pivot this question to Zach. Now, so you are Bill Belichick. You are GM. Yes, You're looking at. Right, we've already talked about this earlier in the year, but it's very much so becoming evident of what you need. I, I think. I mean, there's a couple spots you can look at. There's three major spots I could see, and I'm going to limit you to those. You need, if you're looking at the draft and free agency and trading offseason, you need a quarterback, you need a one receiver, and you need a linebacker, right? Middle linebacker. Correct. Are you, if you're looking at quarterback, are you going to try to trade and get someone like Stafford, like Wentz, and potentially risk that high price tag and miss out on someone young in a draft? Are you going to draft someone young and try to trade for a high receiver or just any combination of the such? What are you going to do as the GM to fill those three spots? Who's on your wish list? Well, first of all, that's a, that's a fucking loaded-ass question. So this is just a quarterback position, correct? I mean, you can go just quarterback. I was saying all three, like yeah, fill well, the gaps of where you would want. So, so I'll I'll take I'll right take a middle linebacker and I'll I'll remove that because they have been able to put some pieces in that linebacking court and make it stick. Let's not forget Brandon Copeland, who was doing pretty well for them at the beginning of the season. Obviously, was injured. If he comes back, they should be fine. Dante Hightower, if he's still under contract for next year. They still have him. He's still a good middle linebacker, so I'm not worried about the position right now. Uche looked good off the edge. Uche looked good off the edge. Winovich is 
has been playing much better. Um, they have the pieces on defense. I, I've already gone over this that, you know, he knows how to draft defense so he can get players in later rounds. He can draft, you know, he can go out and get a free agent. He knows, you know, how to use them the correct way and get the most, you know, get the most out of their potential. So I don't think middle linebacker is much of a concern. I know it's an area of concern as far as initial like talent wise, but he's got players there that are going to, that are going to, you know, that are going to be fine. Right. Um, Unfortunately for Bill, I don't trust him to draft a wide receiver. That's, I mean, that's pretty, I don't think anyone trusts him to draft a wide receiver after Nikhil Harry or after, I mean, name any of them, name any of the wide receivers he's drafted in the past 20, like 20 years. None of them. Not a single one. Talked about it to be fair. Uh, Nikhil Harry actually had a couple plays where he got good separation against the Bills. He was under or overthrown both times that I can remember off the top of my head. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine if you know yeah, wide receivers can have you're, a good game here and there. You're hundred percent right though. It's the not overall, it's the overall right production, now. overall factor of of him in a game, and it's just not there. Um so Yeah, no, you're right. Um it ha- it has to I mean you have to address the quarterback position. You have to. You have no quarterbacks. That's how I see it. You're so playing. You you're playing that games. way. You're... Well, think Sorry, about it like so... this. No, no, you're fine. Think about it like this. Does Cam put up quarterback numbers or running back numbers every game? What does he put up? Running back numbers. So you basically I mean, are running a wild. You run. You run a wildcat team. offense for 17 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, and we are. I've seen enough of Jared Stidham to know. All set. So who's I think on all, your wish list then? What's that? Who's on your wish list? So, have you looked at any rookies? Are you still looking at free agency slash trading? So, I don't know. It's really tough. It's really tough because obviously Matthew Stafford would be the best best option out there. Um, he's going to have a high price tag. He has a high price tag, um, and it's going to be really hard to pry him from the Lions. Yeah. Um, I mean. I don't know, but he's never, he's never shown, he's never shown any willingness to leave. I mean, he's been there his entire career. So you got to remember Chris, the the indecisiveness is not on Matt Stafford's part. It's on the Lions' part. Right. Right. Yeah. But if you're the Lions right now, you just lost Patricia. Fine. You're done. No, 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 no. You need to look at it. No, no, no. See, you need to look at it like this. They just finally got rid of Matt Patricia, who has been a terrible coach for them. That's how you need to look at it. That's how you need to look at it. Stafford has been there long before Patricia, though. Correct. But Matthew Stafford has never been the problem. He consistently. Oh, I know. I completely You're the Lions. So you almost say we can get a ton of money for uh, maybe not a ton of money, but Stafford is a good, solid quarterback. Right, which is why who's been in Detroit his whole career. If you can keep him and and build a team around him for now, as the Lions, that's what you're going to want to do. And I I can't really see them doing anything else. I I can't see them moving on from Stafford this year. I I really think I really think 100 agree. But the Pats, I think, will find a way because Stafford is going to want to play. It's a hard situation to like break down, but. I really think the Lions might have interest in trying to get rid of him because in the long run, it could benefit them. They can start a complete 
They can get Stidham. They could get Cam. I who knows? But don't yeah. get me wrong. It, they could get from the draft. I, I'm so glad you said that, Chris, because what I've been hatching in my brain is I think the Patriots are going to double down. I yeah. think they're going to get a quarterback in this draft, and I think they're going to trade. I think they're going to cover both bases just to make sure they have someone developing and someone already at the helm ready to go. So, I mean, it's a good thing you bring that up because I also hear rumors that Garoppolo might make his way back. I've heard and worse rumors that Trubisky might make his way here. So pray to God that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh. if, if the, if the Packers are that desperate, at what point do you say, Bill, you got to walk out or we're done here? I can't think oh, of his no, name. No, but... no, 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 no. So you don't want to say that. You don't want to say that because he's the best coach of all time. Yeah, but he's not the best wrong, of course he is. But... You, can't, you can't argue with his – you cannot argue with how effective he has been with a coach. Because you have to think about it. It's it's the same it's the same side of a coin. You know, he's the best coach of all time, but he's probably the most mediocre GM of all time. Yeah, I mean, one big hit, sure, but other than that. I mean, like, just just let's think about all of the all of the acquisitions that he's he's gone for over the years. Name like I don't know, maybe Walker. three to panned out. Acquisition wise, but I'm talking about like Chris. I'm talking about like acquisitions, not like oh hey we like picked up this guy. Like you mean you're talking about big time acquisitions? Big time acquisitions. Randy Moss, that's it. Randy Moss, absolutely. You can. Ocho Cinco was a fucking bust. Bust. Albert Hainsworth, absolute bust. Stephon Gilmore. Oh dude, who was the guy from? That was a good one. See, I'm just. But that's the thing. This is a discussion. So, yes, Stephon Gilmore, absolute steal. We also have to bring to the conversation, which we didn't earlier, that we also might need another top-tier cornerback. I disagree. I think our cornerback cornerback group is the best in the league, even without without Stephon Gilmore. Oh, oh I'm really scared, guys. I'm really scared. Whoa, did you just say you think you have the best cornerbacking yeah. core in the yeah. league without you, Stephon Gilmore? No offense yep. to that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought Jason Jackson. Let's all just talk. First of all, first of all, everybody talk at once. Doesn't matter about what. Funky chicken strips. Applesauce. The Packers, the Packers cornerback was dog shit last year. They're great this year. Okay. The Patriots have been the past three years in the cornerbacking group. You can't even deny it. Cold spinach. Oh, you such a big part of that has been Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> he's been at least uh, I, at least a third of I that. Think, I think I think the Patriots cornerbacking group is going to be fine. I don't think they need to go out and get someone like Stephon Gilmore again. Um, but J.C. Jackson, you know, is going to be a stud. Um, you know, they have guys there that have been have been good for them. Not great, but have been good. Um, no, the Patriots cornerback, the, the Patriots cornerbacking core without Stefan Gilmore is not a top, top, top 10 group. I mean, come on. It, Thank you. Obvi- I'm obviously <laughs> fucking with you, George. It's easy to mess with you, but, oh, but, but they have the talent to absolutely get into being a top five, top 10 group. If they all play up to their potential. I think, I think it's a very talented group. I, oh, think I agree. That, it's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, without Gilmore, though, I, I, I think you're. 
Well, you just don't. Well, you're 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 hoping without Gilmore that J.C. Jackson he steps up and he becomes the shutdown corner that you need. I mean, quite frankly, I mean Jackson reminds me a lot of. Well, but just think about it like this. Oh. Just look at look at this season. How many games has Stephon Gilmore played? How's your skunk Corona? It's not skunk Corona. I just threw it in my mouth and it tasted like Popeyes. Oh God! Love that beer from Popeyes. Okay. Uh, you had a thought, Chris, and then you stopped to talk to James. <laughs> Speaking of, where's my bear? All right. So, the thought, Chris. Um. Uh, yeah. Back to the past. We'll we'll move on real quick. Just they're kind of a lost cause right now. I think. They're even out of the question. So what they do this offseason says a lot. So look for that whole offseason shenanigans. I don't think they waste any time. Either that or I think they're going to wait to the absolute last second. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, that that's a given, Chris. <laughs> they always wait to the last fucking second to do anything. Just like the Bruins, just like the Red Sox, just like the Celtics. They all do it. It's a Boston thing. Yeah. The fucking Boston thing. I don't get it. It sucks. Before we move on, I want to mention Julio Jones' name has been thrown out as a trade compatible person. But we're going to move along and we're going to talk about the fact I, that we already said. Can I, say, can I say one thing on this? Oh, great. Um, you want to say another thing about New England? Go ahead. No. Um, how many times has Julio Jones been mentioned in a trade rumor this, this year going to the Patriots? Like 7,000 and it's still at least once. Thank you for that math, Chris. I hated it, but it's not incorrect. So we already talked about it. Buffalo plays Miami. New England (laughs) plays the Jets. New England. They play the Jets, and we're going to rewind back to week 16, and we're going to talk about my depression of the week. The Browns. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. My COVID, COVID, COVID wasn't even the beginning of the issues. We lost B.J. Goodson. We lost Jarvis Landry in his first game of his career that he could not play. We lost Kadero Hodge. We lost Donovan Peoples-Jones. We lost Rashad Higgins. I couldn't think of his name for a second. All those guys out. Obviously, it's an uphill battle for Baker. He fumbles three times, effectively one time losing the game, if you want to look at it that way. He was able to make a comeback, put up solid numbers, but the three fumbles is the big, fat, shining number against the Jets. The Jets kind of showed this one that there's no real thing is tanking. Drew, hold on, I get through this thought, otherwise I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> the Jets showed there's no real thing that as tanking in the NFL. Drew, go ahead. <laughs> so I, I just have one question. Mm-hmm. Why? Why when every single one of your active wide receivers on your roster mm-hmm. is out, is Baker Mayfield throwing the ball 50 times? Uh, they were. If you look at the game, they were limiting the run pretty heavy. And we were also missing Wyatt Teller still, who's been a star this year. But uh, they, they just weren't running the ball effectively. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt couldn't get going. I mean, Chubb still put up decent numbers on his 17 carries. I, I feel like they should have tried to push that narrative a little bit more in that game. Yeah, I, uh, that's a common thing. But everything I heard was pass-pass, and, like, they were forcing the pass. But it just wasn't working. And then if you look on the other side of the ball, I, it was great having Denzel Ward back. He was the only reliable defensive back we had. Yeah, there were some broken-ass coverages. Oh, my God. Jamison Crowder was open 90% of the fucking game. Yeah, and Braxton Berrios found himself Braxton open. Berrios, dude, on a flea flicker, kill me. <laughs> All right, so 
from an unbiased perspective, I want to ask you guys this because you already know my answer. If you are Andrew Barry and you're Kevin Stefanski and you're going into the offseason and you're talking about option year for Baker, are you giving him the option? Yes. Thanks, Gary. Absolutely. I, I trust Baker moving forward. I don't think this is his fault. I think a lot of it has to do with injury and COVID and there's a lot more factors than Baker Mayfield and you can do a lot worse at quarterback than Baker Mayfield. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a piece that you change until you know that that's what's holding you back. Fair enough. Especially when you're the Cleveland Browns and you have the quarterback history that you do. Good God, kill me. I agree with that. I I very much do. Uh, Baker definitely isn't the main cause. And like exactly like Drew said, COVID, especially this week, Really? What? Hold on. Oh, fucking crap. <laughs> so COVID. What were you saying, Chris? After COVID, that? really fucked the Browns this week. I, I, as short and simple as that is, I mean, you lost basically your whole entire wide receiver core. You lost. Uh, who? It, it's just a whole disaster. So to come, I mean, even just to step out on the field shows that Baker is still out there for the team instead of just saying, fuck this, put the backup in, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what do you do when Baker clearly has some major improving to do himself? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously it's Baker's stand perspective, but I don't think it's necessarily things that aren't fixable. I think they're very, like, easy mistakes to work around and fix, which he has improved on this year, obviously. Mm-hmm. The interceptions being the big problem last year. Moving forward, he has – I don't even – I have to look at his actual stats, but he's dropped his interception number tremendously. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, every, anything he does wrong – I mean, this only gets you to so far within a fan base, but anything he does wrong, even this game, he said, don't blame the wide receivers. It is me. I fumbled three times. This is on my back. This is on my shoulders. Like, I lost us this game. So that's nice to see from a young quarterback, someone who can actually take responsibility, realize what he's doing, which is a good step in progression. And I think Kevin Stefanski is doing a good job of that. But now that Zach's back, Zach, let's hear your thoughts. Um, listen, I think there's accountability there. I think he's actually taking accountability. Um, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of on the field stuff that we've seen from Baker this year that has obviously given James hope. Um, it's given us, I guess, hope for him to, you know, be an elite quarterback. Um, he's had a really good season. Um, I don't really think that the Browns need to be worried about moving forward with Baker. I think that once they finally get a healthy team, everything's there. They're going to be fine. I mean, look at them now. They're about, they might make the playoffs James. Sorry. I was going to say about to, but I, I really don't want, you know, a bird shitting on me from South Carolina all the way over. Oh, I at that point I should be back in mass, so you'll hear me scream. Oh no, 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 no. I'll just die in my sleep peacefully. That's the case. Um I um I just think we've seen a lot of off the field stuff too, that he's he's become more mature as a player. Um and just I think with himself. Um and I think it's translated to his game on the field. So I I, I don't think you need to be worried as a Browns fan about moving forward with Baker. Um He's only going to get better, I think. Be off freeze. Um, yeah, I think so. He's only going to get better. Froze. He's only going to get better. No one froze, Chris. I wouldn't worry well, about it's me. It's me. And I mean, <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, 
I think that if OBJ doesn't get hurt in the middle of the season, the Browns are in a different spot right now. I think I don't even think that they're necessarily fighting as hard as they have to for a playoff spot right now. Well, I really don't know about that because I, I get I get OBJ is a huge playmaker, but let's not forget a lot of off the field stuff impacts the Browns directly on the field. Are you dealing with OBJ's antics midway through the season and lose a game because everyone's frustrated with him? But like, that hasn't been the case at all this year. Before he got hurt, he was it, he was playing very well, and he seems like he was fitting in pretty nice in that offense. Okay. So I, I think okay. that it, it really was, in this case, detrimental to the Browns to lose him when they did. It's fair. I mean, you can see the trend, but at the same time, it's always, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, um, he was doing good, so I can see that. But the trend with OBJ is things go sour. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think you can look at it either way and have an argument. Um, I mean, it seemed like you said, Drew, it seemed like he was going in the right direction as far as, you know, getting his shit together, getting out on the football field, letting his numbers do the talking. Um, and then obviously got hurt. So we'll never Let's know. Let's look at a quick we'll positive know. though, which is a surprise. Um, Baker holds the longest throw this season. Actually, I don't think it's history, but it was at least this season, which is something that we did not expect out of Baker. When I was talking to James earlier in the season, Baker's not known for his long ball. Uh, I mean, the Browns could, with OBJ and Landry out on that field, that is a new take that Baker could kind of go on. He could start throwing those long balls if he gets that accuracy down. So they definitely have the options to do that now. I think I think Donovan Peoples Jones gives him that option. I think he's proved that he can be a burner. He can run routes well. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do it with half the personality too, and that's an overshot at half the personality. I think you see OBJ moved in the offseason. I, I think Baker is better without OBJ. The fact that he's still there, I, I mean, I called it at the beginning of this season. I thought OBJ would be long gone, but clearly that's not the case. But again, it comes back to exactly what Zach just said is yeah. – I think a lot of teams are starting to feel that this off the field nonsense is not going to fly anymore. Yeah. The diva wide receiver is moving on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey Drew, don't you think uh, OBJ would look awfully good in a, you know, like blue and red. Oh, the Texans. No, no, I was thinking more of like, you know, somewhere a little closer to home, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Jersey though, because he's already been there. That would be crazy if they send him back to the Giants. Yeah, that would be nuts. I, I mean, what, what, are, what other blue and red and white teams are there? Jeez, Texans obviously. I don't think I don't. I mean, I get Deshaun Watson needs receivers, but you know, I just I don't. Oh, I, the Bills? No, I they got digs, man. Bills. They got digs. They don't they need OBJ. Need, they don't need a guy like him. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. I'm, I'm sure he'll end up on something. Um. Okay. So. Can, can I just let me rant here? Are we there are a lot if, of if they take OBJ, <laughs> a lot of fucking teams. If they Sorry, take OBJ, if the Patriots get OBJ and they treat it exactly like a Randy Moss situation and says literally, if you fuck up once, we are going to ruin your life. This is like a last stop resort for you to ignite your career. OBJ might. I can see him being that lead receiver in New England, but I don't see him being able to 
overcome his obstacles. He's going to be a Patriot. Fuck you, Chris. Okay. Last game. <laughs> last game. I want to talk about the, actually the Browns are in, are going into Pittsburgh. They're going to be playing. I'm not actually sure where the game is, but they're going to be playing Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph will be leading the Steelers helmet revenge game. That should be a lot of fun to watch. The Steelers, I had notes about, but we can kind of we can quickly hit on this game. It's not too much to talk about. I mean, Indy, Indy and them battled like a motherfucker. Uh, we didn't we, we talk about this game. Am I having a stroke? No. no we didn't talk about this game. Cool. I mean, Pittsburgh made the big comeback. Great. Awesome. Kill me. But the running game is still a fat concern for these Steelers. Yes, it is. Ah, it's so fucking atrocious for running back. And I, I think that that would be not as big of an issue if Ben Roethlisberger was playing to a level where he could compensate for that and the receiving core for that matter. But the entire offense, that's another point. The entire offense is kind of nowhere to be found other than that last stretch where they came back in that game. Right. Other than that, they've been hard, putrid, awful. Bad. What's with Juju in these fumbles? Not good. The dude Juju cannot what? hang on to the fucking ball. No. They, and he never has been able to. It's always been an issue with him. Fair. And here we are now living La Vida Loca. Uh, other than that, Indy, I, I think I have it written in my notes that Indy, I think this is a different game if they have a different quarterback. I don't think, I mean, I think that's obvious. Everyone, this one year deal with Cole Rivers was good, not great. They, if they had a better quarterback under center, they would have been in deeper contention in the playoffs. Yeah, no question. I agree. I 100% agree. I mean, you know, I think it was their best option at the time. So I don't think I don't think you have I don't think looking at it you have any regrets if you're the Colts by signing Philip Rivers. I think it's good that you get a quarterback in you know that has talent. You've played the last two years with basically backup quarterbacks. Um, not, not to say Jacoby wasn't, wasn't good for you, but he wasn't the quarterback you needed. Um, but, you know, Phillip Rivers has brought a winning tradition back to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, obviously moving on, Andrew Luck retiring out of nowhere was, you know, a, a shock to the team and the system. But, I mean, yeah, they have a really good squad over there. I mean, they're, they're built from the ground up. They got a fucking fire defense that running back committee is absolutely fire. And they're not like, Unbelievable. they're not big. They're not big name pieces. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt. You know what I mean? Like those guys will right. get big money elsewhere. They go like RB three is Wilkins. Whomst? Right. Jordan Wilkins, but he's nasty when he gets called in. You know what I mean? Right. All three of them can fire on all cylinders at, at any given time. I mean, and again, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? You had the same thing with the dolphins with the quarterback carousel. I mean, between Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick and in Indianapolis, it's the three headed monster in the backfield. I mean, you just, it's hard to stop it. Um, I mean, the Steelers defense did a good job stopping it in the second half against uh, the other day, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. They're a tough team to play. All right. Absolutely. Any more points. Oh, sorry. Someone had a point. Someone said them. I uh, know I'm good. Okay, fuck me. So <laughs> we're going to stay in their division and we're going to move over. We're going to talk about, and this is how I transition, folks. We're going to talk about Tennessee getting shellacked by the Packers. 
Miller. Wow. That's nice to watch. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that limiting Derrick Henry just means you can get him to 23 carries for 98 yards. But the real thing that's standing out to me here is that they took Ryan Tannehill and they made him look like Miami Ryan Tannehill. Two interceptions, one touch, 121 yards, 11 completions. So I got to I got to say though, I mean I think a lot of it had to do with the snow and the fact that they're from, you know, they're from Nashville, Tennessee, where their winters are like, you know, 50 degrees and like mildly balmy. Mm-hmm. So going right into the fucking heart of the heart of the ice in Lambo. I mean, it's definitely a tough game to play. Definitely tough. I mean, any any team that has weather advantages obviously knows how to play versus a team that plays in Nashville or Miami or in a dome like Atlanta. And you know, I can keep going, but and, and that's why it's so important for Green Bay to close out, exactly. get home field for the playoffs, exactly. and make everybody come to Lambeau. Let Aaron Rodgers play his first NFC championship game at Lambeau Field. That's what they need. Dude, I got my fingers crossed for you, honestly, because, like, I, you know, obviously the Patriots are not making the playoffs, but, you know, every year I root for the Packers and the NFC because I've always wanted to see a Patriots Packers Super Bowl. I mean, because I they're flat. Yeah, so flat. Like the odds on MVP so favorite is so flat. Very flat. They're flat. They're flat. They're flat. No, I, if the Packers can get home field advantage, they're definitely probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest, team to beat. Oh, okay. playoff Aaron is different. I, how much snow are they going to get for the rest different. of the year? It, all the – everything plays in their favor for the rest of the year. Drew, Drew, I got to talk to you about this, man, because this one hits me right at home. A.J. Dillon, baby. Oh, Oh, my God. I love him. This is the man I've been talking about, and he got, obviously, a lion's share of the carries in the second half, but Aaron Jones already getting 94 yards on 10 carries. Jesus fucking Christ. But (laughs) – You want to talk about a running back committee, my friend. Oh, my God. No, You got got to see finally – sorry to cut you off there, Zach, but you got to see finally what I was talking about with A.J. Dillon at BC, where he's a perfect mix of speed and power. Oh, dude. He is – like we were talking about, like I had said, you give him two or three years, I think he could arguably be one of, if not the most complete back in the NFL. I agree. I highly agree. And Drew, I, I asked you this, but I want to talk about it. And I want to actually get Zach, Chris, and I guess Drew's opinion again. But if you're looking at Drew, your opinion is double, doubly effective in this, this podcast. Aaron Jones has wanted a new contract. You're looking at Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon. What are you doing with that well, back? I think I think to start off for everyone, I think everyone's gonna keep AJ Dillon. You know I BC baby. Well, luckily with AJ Dillon, we, we already got him for a couple more years. Correct. So that, that's, so, I mean, that's yeah. a given. <laughs> it's so it's, it's in planning for the future with who you want to take now. I think I personally think that you can get the job done with Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon. Maybe bring someone in, maybe bring someone in cheap elsewhere for, for certain situations if you want a true third down back. But I think those two guys can get the job done easily. And you're saving stupid amounts of cap room on what you'd have to pay Aaron Jones. I mean, Drew, you could be looking at someone like go out and get Carlos Hyde for a cheap price tag. Yeah. And like have him be the third guy. 
Well, I think I think for you, Drew, I think you're looking at both AJ and you're looking at Jamal. If you're going to go with those two, you need someone that's going to be more of a pass catching back. I think I said third down back. <laughs> uh, well, well, not necessarily just a third down back, but I mean, like, that's what a pass catching back is. Is that? Are you sure about that? Yeah, a, a third down back is primarily a receiving back. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird because I feel like third. I feel like a third down back is like that short yardage, like big boy that runs right. Like, yeah, you, like no, three no. yards plus. Or three yards minus. Okay. Well, well, because when I think of a pass catching back, like we're talking about New England, where you know you're you're running you're running sets out of the gun, they run a wheel or whatever like that, but it's not not necessarily just on third down. They're utilized all over the you know all over the place. I think that's what they need is that you know that change of pace back. I guess. Right. Yeah. Third down back. Yeah. I. I <laughs> again. 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 Okay. I don't okay. see them exclusively as third down backs, but who who so like. Who would you the go general and, term? Who would you go out and get? So, like, well, here's an example. So, like, if there, if you had the potential to go out and sign a guy like James White, he would be obviously the first one that comes to mind. He, right. James White, would be ideal in every way. Right, of course. And I think, I think that you know, you get someone like James White. He's familiar with the Wisconsin. caliber of. Well, no, he's familiar with the caliber of play he's getting from his quarterback. So, I think, I think, you know. White, you know, you let you let Jones walk. You get a guy like James White in there on a, you know, like a mid-level deal. Um, and you know, you have James White, Jamal Williams, and AJ Dillon. I think that's fire. That would be insane. I would honestly almost like that better than what we have now. <laughs> that would be fucking stellar. I'm just gonna say that right now. You'd have such you'd be so well-rounded and ready for any situation out of the backfield yeah, you just it's get ridiculous. one more receiver in the draft you're good you, you could use aj dillon as a fullback in situations you could do whatever you wanted oh. god that would be beautiful it's oh, gonna be a fun off season boys i am so excited <laughs> it's not there, that far off it's not there, that far off no there, there are some some yeah. fun decisions coming up I'm happy to Happy to be alive to witness what these teams are going to do. Hey, mm. All right. We've heard, we've heard Drew's opinion. Chris, what do you think you would do? You um, are insert general manager of the Packers there. And- Brian Gutekunst. <laughs> Which one? With, between A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. and You're a Gutekunst. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. Who your keep two. Yeah, I, I'd stick Fuck, with Mary kill. Williams and A.J. Dillon. I, I completely agree with Drew. I, I mean, it, it's shown that you can get without Jones, although Jones is amazing, but A.J. Dillon can run that offense as the lead back with Jamal Williams back there after him. Why not get – I mean, it's not like the Packers need receivers either, though. That's what's tough is I, what they need to work on, they can get – by dealing Aaron Jones, and I think that's their best bet. But right, I and really don't think the Packers need to work on much. Oh, there are there are holes. There are many holes. Of uh, course, there's holes if you shut certain things down. But that's every team. Look at the Titans. You know, without Derrick well, Henry, they're a disaster. Right, but I, I'm not talking about without other things. There, there are holes in this team that need to be fixed, even when they're fully healthy. It's that mm-hmm. run defense outside of what they were able to do with Derrick Henry in the snow has been so, so bad that I am surprised I have any hair left on my head. 
and I, they need to find a way to shore that up. And, and they have the pieces. Preston Smith needs to play better is more or less what it comes down to. But Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary, I know we were talking about it, Zach. Yes. Has been stepping up and he's been around the ball. He's been pressuring the play. He has. He's been, he's been doing really well. That's just exactly what we needed from him. And that's what we expected when we draft him is just a guy that's going to be disruptive with his physical attributes. That's what you expect. And he's starting to become that player. And that's going to be a huge spark for this run defense in particular, but the pass defense as well. So I think that with extra capital where you can dispose of a spot where you're going to have to pay a running back stupid millions of dollars, you can allocate that money elsewhere. They do need a receiver as much as it might not look like it. They need a bona fide second receiver. Yes, they do. Because you're right. Yeah. Everyone there, as, as good as Lazard has been in situations, as good as Valdez Scantling has been, they're not a consistent, reliable second receiver. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather see them go out and find Jones. a. You can get that by dealing Jones. I mean, right. I mean, they're not going to be able to deal him. They just have to not sign him. But you can go out and get someone with that cap space. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. Before yeah. Zach gets into his opinion, I want to bring up two things. One, well, opinion on the running back situation. Zach, don't, don't fuck it. talked about it. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, I already talked about it. All right. Fuck me then. Uh, then I'm going to bring Ish. up. I'm going to bring up two things. The first of which is the guy I think is going to the Packers, Amon Ross St. Brown. I have to make sure he's eligible. But he has enough names to fit on a Packers uniform, and I think that is perfect. And that would give us two St. Browns. That's fun. There we go. Yeah. Uh, second, the only thing I would say is I think they would do more of a running back committee than A.J. Dilling being the workhorse back. If you look at the numbers, obviously. No, no, of course. If you look at him in college, he had three years of play for 845 attempts, two years of over 300 carries, and one at 227 because of injuries. So I don't think he's necessarily, because of mileage, ready to be a workhorse back, but he's ready to be your RB 1.5. Yeah, and I think using him and Jamal Williams in tandem and whoever they find as a third down back for those situations, um, it would play out beautifully, I think. And they're all would be enough of a change of pace from each other that it would really fuck up some defenses' days. One more thing I just saw come through on Bleacher Report. Philip Rivers could retire after Sunday. Philip Rivers acknowledges Sunday's game might be his last before retiring if Colts don't make playoffs. <gasps> oh, no, I'm over it. Okay. Uh, I am going to – If you're the Colts here, you must be so fucking pissed. I mean no, – I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, maybe we should lose. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for his name. Um, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to – Put on some nice slippers. I'm gonna warm up by a space heater. I'm gonna try to find, and I'm gonna let Drew take the NFC. Drewsif, you're on. Here we go, baby. So, branching off of our Packers Titans game here, we talk about the Packers' next week opponent in the Chicago Bears, who are in a very tight situation in trying to get into the playoffs. So, With a win next week, Green Bay secures the number one seed, knocks Chicago out of the playoffs, and opens the door for some other teams. I think that there is a pretty good chance that Green Bay comes out with authority and knocks Chicago right, probably back to Chicago. Actually, I'm not sure where they're playing. Um, (laughs) But 
Regardless, Green Bay's going to come out and kick the shit out of them. Dude, I don't know. That Bears offense has been kind of steamy lately. They've looked good, man. Mooney, Mooney's been good. Mooney has been good, but our cornerbacks currently are top five. Yeah, they're back. So we I'm got back. we got a healthy defensive secondary. I think we'll be able to shut down Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not too worried about it. No, I don't think I'll be that. And um, looking forward to seeing again Rashawn Gary and those guys get after it. I think and, the uh, big thing here is is how are the Bears going to play knowing that this is do or die? Is Trubisky actually going to come out and have probably the game of his career, or are they just going to be the regular Bears that are going to get blown out by the Packers? See, I think the issue doesn't lie necessarily with Trubisky. I, I think that Chicago's receivers are going to have a hard time finding open fields. I, I think that secondary is very – it's going to come down to what aspect of their offense they can get going first. That's exactly, are they going to get the pass going first, or is Montgomery going to get going first? Cause, I, I mean, either way, I think if you – they need to find that hole right away, and they need to get it down exactly like you just said. If they don't get that – Literally in the first quarter, they don't have that figured out by then. The Packers are just going to steamroll them. Yeah, oh, 100%. But if the Bears can find out what's going to work and Trubisky's able to come out and execute and not crumble under the pressure, this will be a very interesting game and with some very interesting playoff implications. So, so definitely a game win, to watch. They make the playoffs? Um, I'm not 100% it, sure the if Bears they're winning. In. The Bears are a weird situation. Um you know what, guys? I want to bring up though that we haven't really name we haven't really heard a lot of this year. What's going on with Khalil? Where's he been? It has been a quiet year from Khalil Mack. He's year. he's still one of the best outside linebackers in the league. Don't get us wrong yeah, here, really, yeah. but uh, he's he's doing Ooh. his duties oh, in the run game. Jesus, oh, <laughs> scandalous for YouTube. I'm wearing khakis. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a Kmart employee. God damn it, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, Khalil Mack, still dangerous, still one of the best. He's doing his job in the run game, that's for sure. That shows in how, how staunch this run defense has been for Chicago. But he's not getting after the quarterback as much this year. I don't, I don't know what's playing into that, but that sack number is down, that's for sure. For sure. I got nothing besides that. I'm going to be honest with you. Anybody else? Any thoughts on this game? Yeah. Um, I think I think you spelled it out. I think it's going to be a fun game to see this young Bear wide receiver core face up against a very talented, also young Green Bay core. But I think Green Bay still stomps them because they're more dynamic on both sides of the ball. Word. Word. All <laughs> right. So <laughs> now I'd like to – jump back to the last week oh shit and move divisions oh shit to a couple of the teams that chicago lost would open the door for that being the los angeles rams and arizona cardinals shit this man drew's impressive oh oh thank you thank you so the cardinals and the rams both have been inconsistent and very disappointing the last couple weeks the Rams losing to the 49ers recently and oh, sorry, the Cardinals losing to the 49ers recently and the Rams losing to none other than the Jets. Um, 
that's really left the NFC West um, playoff picture a little, little open, a little, little weird. Seattle able to, to clinch the division with the win over the Rams last week. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, it's wild. We could have three NFC West teams in the playoffs. Really that division have. really is tough. I think that was something we all kind of thought going into it, though. Like, we were looking at this division. We're like, this is stacked. I think it was right after DeAndre Hopkins. We're like, yeah, we could be looking at three teams sneaking in here. I, I think we all thought it was going to be the 49ers before the injuries and everything. But, man, what what if the 49ers didn't get hurt? Could we have four NFC West teams getting in? Is that actually – I mean, it has to be possible, right? There's Yeah, there's three wildcard teams now. Oh, God. That, might that would be thing. insane. But, um, but the Rams have been in a monumental decline. They're getting cold yes. at the wrong time. And so have the Cardinals. It, it's and, really you know, kind yeah. of the same situation. Both offenses have just completely fallen off of a cliff at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. And um, they both need to, to regain some momentum. Both lost last week, I believe. Yeah, you're right. The NFC so, is just kind of whack this year, though. I mean, you have one, two, three four potential teams that are like definitely playoffs. And then the rest is like battling. Everything else is like in the hunt or you're in the NFC East and you could make the playoffs with a six, nine record. Chris, my Browns are fucking 10 and five and they might not make the playoffs. The Eagles are currently fucking what? That's we need to talk the about the NFC. No, the Eagles, the Eagles cannot make the playoffs. Eagles the are out. out, out. <laughs> uh, the old the, Dallas. the you'd have to be ten and nine now. Uh, I'm sorry. Washington is six and nine, and they can make Seven it and in. Nine, yeah. And the ten and five Browns can't. What kind of ungodly fucking world do I live in? Wait, so if the Browns if, are if officially cow- out. Are the no, Browns yeah. no? But if the still. Cowboys and Redskins or <laughs> football team, sorry, both lose this week, the Washington football team will win the division with a six and ten record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, oh, what's amazing about this? I don't know if you guys Jesus. saw the stats. This is out of the last since 1969. Nice. <laughs> uh, it might have been 66. I don't fucking know, but a team. That started two and seven in the first nine games of the season. Any team that's been that way is zero for 258 for making the playoffs. Now, this will be the first time in history because either the Cowboys or the football team will make it, and it will be the stat will now be one for 266 teams that have made the playoffs starting two seven. That's crazy. And I think what's funny is that the one year. Out of 266 times is the year the Browns finally decided to try and make the playoffs. Fucking hate myself. <laughs> ooh, ooh, breaking news from Espen. The Packers have claimed Damon Snacks Harrison off ooh. of waivers from the Seahawks. Talk about beefing up your run support game. Yes, sir. Fair, fair note to mention about that. Isn't Kenny Stills potentially going to Buffalo? Could be. I saw something about that. He was there for a visit. We might be seeing Kenny Stills in Buffalo. That's, I mean, yeah, Kenny, you can say what you want about Kenny Stills, but putting Kenny Stills with Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. And John Brown. And John, well, John Brown. well obviously Brown, John Brown's John Brown. been hurt, but yeah, with John Brown too. John Brown. Oh my John God. 
Like, talk about cast-offs nobody ever wanted besides Stephon Diggs, and look how fucking phenomenal they've been doing with Josh Allen in that build. Dude, kind of even Stephon Diggs for a little bit there. Yeah, true, 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 true. Anyway, Drew, take it over. You're good. Sorry. All right. Um, so, see, I only really have, I think, one more thing I want to talk about, and that's the culmination of the Cardinals-Rams playing this week. Uh, no one mentioned the Bucks, and I'm a little offended. Fuck the Bucks. All right, bro. Three. I'm in charge of the four. NFC segment of the show. Three We're not talking about the four. Bucks. It's the epitome of greatness. Epitome. It's the what? Oh, fucking the epitome. 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 I don't know. Epitome. Hyperbowl. Well, I know. I know what we're naming the show. <laughs> we're What's not doing the Super Bowl anymore. We're doing the Hyperbowl. The epitome of hyperbole. How do you say that word? Epitome. 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 I was close. You are the epitome of what makes me want to kill myself. Epitome of greatness. Excuse me. (laughs) Three forty four. Three forty for four. Blessed. It has happened. Christmas right. We're talking about the Bucks, right? I think it's more insulting that Brady couldn't even play the third quarter. There's like that. Fuck it. What would you do, man? Come on. I'd tell you about some of the third quarter for fucking Blaine Gabbard in there. No, fuck that. Blaine Gabbard all day. I am so surprised that you are not on the Blaine Gabbard train right now. I mean, I want more Gab God. I want a full season of Gab God, but we're not getting Gab God. (laughs) You got a whole half of them. Yeah, I didn't watch it. (laughs) There's more than you expected to get all season. Could you imagine if that's the Patriots solution to the <laughs> Guys, I have a solution. They go out of their way to go out and get Blaine Gabbert just because he <laughs> had a season <laughs> under Tom Brady, just because he was on the same roster as Tom Brady. I just want to say, if Gabbert actually came to the Patriots, I would probably call Logan Airport about Zach because something would actually. It would be very scary. I would not let Zach leave that house. Dude. I, I just love that idea of them pulling the Saints and just being like, we're trading everything. You have no idea how many jokes I have, but I can't make them. <laughs> <laughs> it's unrecorded internet audio. We're in your ears. Zach's terrorist. Would you take Blaine Zach is Zach's your Keanu Reeves right now. If you got that far in the game, congratulations. If you didn't, I don't blame you. It's broken as shit. Moving along. <laughs> chocolate, sorry. You're Keanu Reeves. That's the summary of what you need. Come with! So, the last thing that I would like to talk about is the Rams and Cardinals next week. Because oh. I think it's going to be an interesting game of who can fuck up less. And that's the team that will be the higher seed in the NFC playoffs and win the grand prize of getting to play the... Probably the Bucks or something. I, don't know. I think the Bucks sit in that position. I think you're right. I think the Bucks are what two or three? Wait, because who? No, they would play the four seed. Oh Bucks, my no, god! The Bucks play the four seed, so they would play the three seed, which would be, in my estimation, the New Orleans Saints. No, I lied. It's going to be the other one. It's going to be the the fuckies. Yeah, great, great, great. <laughs> The Bucks literally get a fucking. The, the, they get a bye. Cool. Yeah, they get they get to play the football no, the, team. The Rams, the Rams would be matched up right now because they're the sixth seed 
against the Seahawks, if I'm not well, wrong. I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about talking about whoever would play. Yeah, so whoever the sixth seed is would play the Seattles, right? James, James, we're not talking about this. Yeah. We're we're talking about yes. this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but ideally, if the Bears lose, I think the Cardinals sneak in. I don't know how that actually works. I'm not that dude. I fucking I'm, I'm pretty sure that if the Bears lose, the Rams and Cardinals both automatically make it. I think you're right. So it, it really is just a matter of seeding for that game. That's really the biggest playoff implication game other than the ones that I think are going to go differently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Quick side note: another team that's getting hot at the right time, Seattle defense. Half of a team that's getting hot at the right time. Yeah, half yeah, of the team that's getting hot at the right time. The other half is kind of sputtering a little bit, but that's another story. Yeah. I anyway, a force. I'm good, man. Do you guys have any thoughts on that game? Oh, dude, I got nothing. Honestly, I'm I think they're not coming through with it. All right, James, take it away. Do some stuff. Well, well, here's here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question. Oh, answers. Answer. If, if the Rams. So what? So what are the what are the standings right now? How's the playoff picture looking for the NFC? Fuck! I just closed that tab. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So like right now. So obviously the one seed are the Packers. Two seed are the Uh, three seeds. Right now, as this loads back, the NFC. Goes Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Bucks. No, no, sorry. Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Washington, the Bucks, the Rams, the Bears. Okay, who did the Bucks play this week? The mother. The Falcons. Falcons. Okay, so the best case scenario for the Rams. Wait, what's the Bucks record? What's the Rams record? Bucks are ten and five. Rams, sorry, Drew, are nine and six. Mm-hmm. So the best case scenario for the Rams right now is to absolutely put Arizona on the ground and hope and pray that the Falcons absolutely like just miraculously win against the Bucks. Would the Rams have the tiebreaker over the Bucks? Yes, because the the Rams beat the Bucks this season. Oh, they did. That's right. So yeah, the Rams true. would essentially. So the Rams, the Rams really, really want the Falcons to play good this week because they would jump over the Bucks, take and the play the NFC East winner. Yep. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then the Bucks get to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Exactly. And then the Cardinals start stuck playing the Saints. The Saints. Okay. If, if everything pans out the way it's going to. Right. Everything stays the same. You know that's oh. that's the way. It, yeah, that's interesting, right? That's interesting. Like that. you, gotta th- you gotta think about it like that. You gotta think I'd about like it like that, that sometimes. That's some good stuff right there. See, this is why we ask for your thoughts. Exactly. The all-knowing song. The new segment. <laughs> so there's potential the Bucks don't even make wild card or Yeah, no, there's potential that they end up with the number one pick overall in the draft just by losing to the Falcons. You're right. <laughs> All right, well, that's all I got. I'm pretty sure the worst the Bucks can do Chris, is the no, six. No, no, seed. so no, so Chris, what I'm saying is they're in, they're the five seed right now, and the Rams are the six seed. If the Rams win and the Bucks lose, the Rams jump the Bucks. They take the five seed. That would mean they play the, the NFC East division winner, and the Bucks would have to play whoever the number three seed, three, is. which would probably be Seattle. 
yeah, either Seattle or New Orleans or the or fucking potentially the Packers. I don't know. Put the fuck up. Sorry. All right. <laughs> before before we end this show, I want to isolate Zach on a little island. Drew, Chris, let's talk some baseball, boy. There's the hot stove is getting steamy. Ooh, dude, you boys got fucking Josh Bell. Oh, dude, that's oh. a star move. That is beautiful. I it, I could not be happier with one of my teams. <laughs> Zach, oh, Zach just disappeared. <laughs> I am happier right now with the Washington Nationals than I am with the Green Bay Packers. So wow. And uh, I mean, let's talk about this as non-biased fans. I guess I have the most bias against, but the fucking Padres pitching rotation right now. Signing both you and fucking Blake Snell, who apparently they gave up the number two prospect in the country to Tampa, but still. But they'll probably be willing to use Blake Snell the way he's supposed to be used, unlike Tampa. So there's a bright side. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Tampa pitching committee really favored Blake Snell too much, but um... after that fucking last game of the World Series, man. I mean, he's a good pitcher. It's really a shame. Padres are going to be scary this year, though. They're going to be nasty. How'd you get in a TV, Zach? God damn it. <laughs> How'd you get in an old-timey TV? Hello, my name is Walter Cronkite. <laughs> JFK has just been shot. Whoa. Jesus Christ. Hey, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Oh, my That's God. I'll talk for us. All right. Um, what else do we want to talk about? How the Red Sox still haven't done anything? They got some bum from the fucking Rays. They got two bums from the Rays. Nice. The guys. Great. They're fuck still me. trying to get more outfielders. Why the fuck do you need more outfielders? Because I think they're trying to move Jackie Bradley Jr. Okay, it doesn't matter. You still have... We have almost 17 outfielders. I want to die every time I have to look at Zach and whatever the fuck he's doing on his screen. How are you doing? You're not that? on YouTube. You're missing I'm Very out. intrigued. Zach, you gotta say something so you'll come up on the screen. Say hello to my little friend. I wish you'd said nothing. All right. <laughs> Want to talk about anything else, Drew? Or should we end this show? Dude, I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That was baseball talk. I'm ready for that. All three minute podcast. We're going. Yeah, it's a good move. Oh, it's a bad move. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find us. We're already in your ears if you did, but if you want to look at us on social media, at Boda Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Jesus Christ, Chris, Facebook, we're everywhere. We're active during games. We're active during the week. We're all here. Blogs are coming out more often. We got merchandise now on Linktree. Our Linktree on Teespring is what I actually meant. Zach's a goddamn cat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is killing my ADHD. Uh, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate and love every single God damn it. I'm Drew's in space. Every single one of you. I just got to do the rest of this thing. Looking at this random corner of the wall. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, it's time for your closing thoughts. Shoot. All right. That was a great. I'm really glad we did that all together. Zach has ski <laughs> Well, listen, right, Zach, get you ready isolate me on an island and this is the <laughs> shit I pull. What do you want from me? I mean, maybe learn baseball. I'm James. No. no. I'm James. I'd rather eat a hive of bees. Bert Chris has a mustache. I didn't even notice that. Bert Chris in his mustache. Bert Drew in his space station. In life. space. Zach in his 
fucking goggles. God damn it. Hang me from a goddamn tree. These are my fun goggles. Hey, though, that's, that's oh, These are my John Lennon's sunglasses. The ski goggles are pretty baseball. There were a couple years in, in a row there where the World Series champions put oh! on ski goggles. That was pretty good. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thanks for joining us. The mole is so high. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this. Uh, a bunch of idiots from the East Coast. Stay beautiful. East Coast trash. <laughs> Literally, I spit at you. End the fucking show. <laughs> that was something. Stay soggy. <laughs>